Are you experiencing destructive behaviors with your adult children? Today's episode brings a conversation that can turn life around for you and your family. Stay tuned. Staying real about faith and family begins in 30 seconds. Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. Welcome to Staying Real About Faith and Family. If you're looking for a community where you can get real about life without resistance, you're in the right place. I'm Linda Goldfarb, and each week, Heather Greer and I offer personal insight to encourage transparent living from a biblical viewpoint with practical applications. Staying real with the Holy Spirit's leading is what we're all about. We pray that today's episode blesses you. Let's go to Father. Father God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the opportunity that you give us each and every week, Lord, to bring truth to your children, to bring information that's going to help us with our faith and our family. Father, we just thank you for who you are. We thank you, Jesus Christ, for your sacrifice. Holy Spirit, we trust that you are always with us, and we lean into you for everything that we do. As we are bringing the message today, Father God, just this conversation, we thank you for being present. And if at any time there's anything that we share, whether it's from Heather, myself, or in this new season, oh, well, I'll let Heather talk about that, Father. You know what it is, that we will bring exactly what you want us to bring to this broadcast. Father, we love you. We praise you. If what we bring is not what you want, we trust that you will absolutely remove it, not let it come to anyone's remembrance. We truly desire what it is that you once said, and we trust you in all that we do. We praise you and love you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Good to have all of you here. And please, please welcome my co-host, my good friend, the Heather Extraordinaire, Heather Greer. So good to have you on the other side of the microphone, honey. I never know what my title is going to be from week to week. I hope everyone (laughs) realizes that. Um, Linda, it's good to be here. This week has not gone at all according to plan. Oh, wow. Um, Not a lot that I set out to accomplish got accomplished because, you know, monkey wrenches were flying everywhere. But I'm here and that's great. And I'm excited about our show today. Oh, I'm excited about our show today. This is going to be a fantastic time. And listeners, we so appreciate you. We really, mm-hmm. really do. We love the comments that are coming through. We, I mean, and even in my newsletter, my staying real community letter that goes out, golly, I just so appreciate when you respond to that and say, oh, I was listening to the podcast and it was this, 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 this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We are mm-hmm. very glad that you're here and we all have monkey wrenches. I think they all come into our lives, Heather. 
And, you know, mm-hmm. recently I saw the show Jumanji. Don't know if you've seen it. There was a lot of oh, monkey yeah. wrenches happening in oh, that yes. show. It just brought me to the place of red monkeys jumping all over the place. But anyway, <laughs> we're going to, I digress. Let's go ahead and move forward into today's episode. And we do want to welcome everybody, whether your life looks like Jumanji right now or not, we're glad you're here. This episode marks our first interview show, and we're excited to welcome Peggy Sue Wells. Peggy Sue is a USA Today and Wall Street Journal bestselling author of 33 books and collaborator of many more. Action, adventure, and romantic suspense fill the page-turning novels by P.S. Wells. And How to Live Better is the focus of Peggy Sue's nonfiction books. A solo mama of seven, she is the founder of SingleMomCircle.com, and today Peggy Sue Wells joins our conversation as we discuss nurturing healthy relationships with adult children. Peggy Sue, it's great to have you here with us. Heather and Linda, thank you so much for the opportunity to spend some time with you. Oh, we can't wait. It is great to have you on. Great to have you as our kickoff interview. This is very exciting because we have a lot of our listeners who are really struggling in the Mm -hmm. area of relational issues with adult children. We know that there is a growing conflict within our family relationships dealing with adult children and their parents. And Peggy Sue, as we know, conflict exists everywhere. It's in every relationship. Families of faith are not immune to conflict. We're going to jump right to our content. Our first question for today is, why does conflict between loved ones escalate? I'm going to give you two things to start with. First, when we're specifically talking about the parent and the adult-child relationship, parenting dependent children is incredibly different than being the parent of an adult child. Because when my child becomes an adult, my parenting responsibilities dramatically shift. And so it goes from being, I'm responsible and I'm the authority for all the things to just three. Now that my child is 18, which according to our culture here in the U.S. means you are an adult, then I go from being an authority figure to someone who, number one, is to love my adult child. Number two, pray for my adult child. Number three, be their cheerleader. And so conflict is reduced when I now will treat my adult child with the same respect that I give to you and to Heather, because we are adults together. But that shift of going from being the authority figure into being we're on a level plane, we're shoulder to shoulder doing life together, that is a difficult shift for a lot of parents. And some of us don't see it coming. Some of us weren't even aware we were supposed to do it, but You can imagine, you know, when we were young adults, how did we want to be treated by our parents? We wanted to be treated like responsible adults. And so if there's conflict that's between the parent and the adult child, the first place I would look is to say, has the parent acknowledged that we are now dealing adult to adult, that we are dealing with not a dependent child anymore, and that I am no longer that authority figure. So that would be the first step when we're talking about dealing with conflict between parents and adult children. And then the second reason for conflict is actually found in Romans 12, 18. 
And that's where scripture says, if possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. So if we're doing our best to live peaceably, why is conflict continuing to escalate between those we love, between our neighbors, our community members, political parties, world governments, and between us and our precious kids? And the truth is that as fellow inhabitants of planet Earth, we mm. have gotten really, 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 really good at being in the five R's. Ooh, the five R's. I almost want to have like an ominous tone come over the show. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, remind Remind me, Heather, I need to get that sound, right? So that we can program that in. That'll be really, really good. Before we go to the five R's, I want to step back for just a second, Peggy Sue. When you said in America, 18 designates you're considered adult. The age of adolescence now is a lot later than that because it seems that our young adults are taking a lot longer to mature. And we also have a lot of them still in our homes. So there's some different dynamics that can come in, right? If they're still living under our roof and they're not living independently, would you address that for just a moment? Yeah, and I'm actually familiar with that. And when that happens, it is back to having a shift in the same way that Linda or Heather, pretend one of you decided that we are going to be sharing a home for a time. So while we are sharing a home for a time as adults, we would have made an agreement. We have arrangements. This is what I can anticipate that you will make sure that you accomplish around here. This is what you can anticipate I will accomplish. This is what you're responsible financially for. This is what I'm responsible financially for. Yes, you can come and go as you please. However, let us know where you are so we don't worry about you being you know, hurt or lost somewhere. So you just come up with those arrangements that say for us to live together in harmony, these are the things that we will agree to do together. And so that's what I've done when I've had an adult child that has been here with me. It's like, yeah, we're going to, we're just going to know because you don't want anyone taking advantage of another. We don't want our adult child slipping back to the, well, you're always in charge anyway, so you can handle it. It's mm -hmm. like, no, no, no. I recognize that you're an adult and I'm going to treat you that way. Mm. I like it. Really and good. also not assuming or not putting our kids in a position where we're treating them again like little children. They're not little mm -hmm. children. Maybe they haven't moved out, but they're of age. And put that agreement in writing. Ah. It is vital oh, that wow. when you mm -hmm. have your adult children in the home with you, you put that in writing just like you do out in the real world, because then if there's ever a problem, it's not me nagging you or you nagging me. It's here. Here's the paper the, you see on line three. And here's both of our signatures down at the bottom. So let's let's now we're shoulder to shoulder dealing with an issue, not head to head dealing with who's right and who's wrong. No, that's very good. I actually have, and I may put this in the show notes. I know Heather and I were talking about this during another episode. We have a handout that is for family rules to love by. And this yeah. would actually help. It's a list of guideline, rule guidelines to consider what does this look like in your home? And it can progress to having adult children back in the home as well. So we may have that in the show notes. I haven't decided yet, but if it's in there, you'll know that we decided it it is going to be in there. All right. So let's <laughs> jump to the let's jump to the five R's. Peggy Sue, what are these five R's? 
I'm going to show it to you in a story. So one Saturday morning of my, of my seven children, number six, Hannah, was here at home with me. So one Saturday morning, we get up and Hannah's a teenager and Hannah is grousing around the house. So being the mom, I did what I could to cheer her up. I told a few jokes. I made her pancakes, made her some tea. And she did not laugh at my jokes and she let the tea get cold and she just pushed that pancake around on her plate and she didn't eat it. And so I'm watching all this going, you know, I just put out a lot of effort to make your day better and you're not responding. And so now I'm feeling rejected. So that's Mm. the first R. I'm feeling rejected. Mm. So as I'm sitting at the table with her feeling rejected, then from there, I made up a story in my head. And I'm Mm -hmm. thinking, well, the reason that she's grousing around the house today is because I stink as a mom and she'd rather be anywhere else on Saturday morning than here with me. So that's my rejection. That's the story I've got going in my head. And so then I move into resentment. I'm feeling resentful that I've been rejected after all that I've done. And so then a little while longer goes by and she's still pushing the pancake around on her plate. And then I'm thinking, okay, fine. You're not going to talk to me. I'm not going to talk to you. You're not going to look at me. I'm not going to look at you because that just reeks of maturity. But that was exactly what I was thinking. So anytime you have given or received the silent treatment, you're in resistance. So that's number three. So it's rejection first. Then we move to resentment. From resentment, we move into resistance. And so we were in resistance at that moment, not talking to one another at the same table. And then I started to move into the next phase, which is revenge. Well, my heart is hurting right now, and she should know how my heart is hurting. So I'm going to like set up some sort of a situation that her heart will hurt too, because then she'll know how I feel. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous when you say, speak it out loud, but this is how we treat one another. And so right as I was about to say, so Hannah, you know, are you keeping those grays up above sea level? Hey, when are you going to clean that bathroom, you know, in your bedroom? So you could hear those would have been these stilettos coming out of my mouth. That's revenge toward her. And as I would have done that, what is Hannah going to do? Hannah's going to be like, whoa, mom's on the warpath. She would have started backing up, right? Because it's like, I don't know what mom's problem is, but she's just lashing out. She would have backed up. And as she's backing away for her safety, um, I would have then felt more rejection, which then we go into repeat. So after we got to the revenge, then we move into repeat because we are actually causing the cycle to continue. I had been in prayer about this with the Lord because I've been noticing that sometimes we get together with families and um, emotionally abuse one another and have pie. And I thought, you know, God, there's got to be another way to do this. And so he'd been working with me on the five R's. So right as I got ready to open my mouth to say, what about those grades and your homework and all that? I was like, oh, I'm in the five R's. So at that point, I said to her, Hannah, the story I'm making up in my head right now is that I stink as a mom and you'd rather be anywhere else on Saturday than here with me. And she kind of blinked, you know, like she was coming back to the present and looked up at me and she said, mom, I just found out the boy I babysit for has leukemia. Mm. Right. It had nothing to do with me whatsoever. Uh, But I had made up a story in my head and I was going through the five R's and I would have inflicted hurt on her, which would have damaged Mm -hmm. our relationship. And then we would have just kept repeating that cycle over and over and over again. And so that are that's the five R's. 
It starts with you feeling rejected. Something is said, done, not said, not done, and I feel rejected. And so then I start into the parade of the five R's. And then I go through rejection to resentment, to resistance, to revenge, to repeat. And that's what keeps families going through these situations where they just get their their um, relationships and the conflict just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Wow. I want to thank you, first of all, for being so transparent in that story, because it made those five hours so clear. Mm. And because as you're going through them, I'm going, oh, that's happened. Oh, that's happened too. Oh, I can totally see how this plays out like this in my own family. So now that we've recognized that the five R's do exist in our relationships, how do we go about reversing their impact? I I know you shared how you did in this particular situation, but can you give us a little more information on that? Yes. And this has been so fun to unfold in my own life because it's made a difference in my relationships, which is why I love to share it. The first thing is to recognize it. You know, I got clear to revenge in that particular instance before I went, oh, I'm in the five R's. So we need to recognize it. And we are in one of those R's in pretty much every relationship we have. So we have lots of opportunity to be working on this and making it different and improving our relationships. So the first thing is with the rejection. And in the rejection, remember, I made up a story in my head. And so the story in our head that happens when we're feeling rejection is the story is always negative toward ourselves, always. And then that story becomes my reality. And then I interact with you and treat you based on the story in my head, which is my reality, but has nothing Mm. to do with real reality. I was unkind to Hannah and made up this incredible story. And yet it had nothing to do with me at all. It had everything to do with this little person that she cared about. So the first thing is to notice when I'm feeling rejected and the rejection is there's, there's a story that I'm making up in my head and I need to, I need to catch that really quickly. The um, resentment always will show up in my words. You will hear me saying, well, she should do such and such. He needs to do that. Well, I'm not perfect, but anytime I hear that in my vocabulary, I know that I'm in resentment somewhere with somebody and I need to change that. And so it'll show up in the three C's, which is criticism, condemning, and complaining, and making excuses. So three C's and an E, criticizing, complaining, condemning, and making up excuses. That means I'm in resentment. And so I need to shift then my vocabulary. My vocabulary instead would be, I am so grateful that Hannah is here this Saturday morning with me. I'm so grateful that I have a Hannah in my life. I'm just really, you know in wonder of watching her develop into the young woman that she's becoming. So speak gratitude, change the vocabulary there. That's how we get out of resentment. Resistance is that silent treatment. And we've all done it and we've all received it. The the antidote to that is to engage, make eye contact, start a conversation, ask them about them, not about myself, but hey, how are you? How's your day today? What's going on with you? How are you? But get engaged by asking questions that bring them out and you hear their story. I usually don't know why they're doing what they're doing because I don't know. So ask, you know, how are things going? And you'll find out things about where people are in their lives. With revenge, that's where I want them to feel hurt like I'm feeling hurt. And so the um, opposite of that is to be generous. 
Mm. Make those pancakes, you know, make that cup of tea, but don't have expectations back from it. Being generous means you're giving gifts and gifts Mm. have no strings attached whatsoever. And if you're dealing with somebody who's nasty, once in a while in our lives, we do actually meet people who are intentionally trying to hurt us. And then there's a situation like that. It's just like, oh, you know what? That's just them being them again. And you let them go their merry way. But then I got to find some place to be generous because otherwise I'm going to become bitter. And so always be generous when you're wanting to reverse revenge. And then repeat, family members get tolerated for staying in these weird cycles where we're unkind to one another. And so instead, if I release others from my expectations, I'm not expecting a particular behavior. I'm not expecting a particular anything. Then once I've released them, then we're not going to repeat anymore. Because expectations are offenses waiting to happen. If I am expecting that you're going to show up and you're going to bring this or say that or do whatever, and you don't, you don't know that that's what was on my mind. And so it's releasing others from expectations in the same way that I want to not have anybody have expectations on me. Because the bottom line is we're all doing our best. We're all doing our best to live the life that we're living. Sounds like the hardest part of it is just stopping and recognizing. And I love Mm. that you've given us so many practical examples of how to start recognizing these. And, and even as you're talking, I'm like going, wow, this isn't just my adult children, you know, my spouse, my parents, my, you know, and I'm going through and seeing these things in, in so many more areas than just with my adult children, though I do see it there as well. But you know, it's, um, there's that verse, I, I do not do what I want to do. And the things I want to do, I don't do. And that's what this sounds like, is that that fight going on of, we know we're in that cycle, we see it. And, mm-hmm. oh, we just keep going down that path. But these are some great ways to kind of take us off that path and out of that circle. And I just really appreciate that. You can tell that we're in that when we start having drama in our life. And I have to tell you, before I learned about the five R's, I thought drama was part of life. I thought it was family. I thought we just go from drama to drama to drama. No, drama means we're in the five R's and it's stolen our peace Mm. and it's time to recognize it and shift out of it. Mm. I've never experienced any of these R's. And based on that, I, I figure my life is pretty darn perfect. And so are all of my kids. So, you know, we don't have issues. We don't. Is that, is that laughter? Linda, we stay real here with faith and family. Oh, that's another R. Okay, fine, (laughs) fine. It's another R. We do stay real and we stay transparent. And as Heather, as, as you mentioned, our thankfulness, Peggy Sue, for your vulnerability, for your transparency, Transparency transforms. It allows others Mm -hmm. to see what's really happening in our lives. And for us to be able to say right here, right now, no one is immune to this. When we go through the five R's, rejection, resentment, resistance, revenge, and repeat. Golly, when we get to that repeat, that cycle is detrimental Mm -hmm. and that is destructive in all of our families. So. Everyone is waiting for the answer to this question. We're looking at the R's. We know this is happening. What is the most important first step to improving our relationships, especially dealing with these R's? It's a simple phrase. Stick to the facts. 
If I would have that morning said, oh golly, Hannah is grousing around the house this morning and moved on with my day, eventually she would have come around to wanting to talk. But the point is, I wouldn't have made up a story. There wouldn't have been any five R's. There wouldn't have been any drama. Stick to the facts. So I'll give you a really good story. Um, Again, I have seven children, six are daughters. They're very strong, powerful women. And we just recently had a wedding. If you want to have drama, have a wedding. And so as we're having this (laughs) wedding... One, the one daughter who was in charge of the shower says to me, mom, I'm putting out the, the table settings for the shower. Are, is your friend coming? And I said, well, I don't know. I sent her an, an invitation. I've called her twice. I don't know if she's coming. Do you hear the stilettos in my voice? All that emotion right there. I was immediately in the five R's. And my daughter who knows this with me said, so mom, what's the facts? I was like, oh, oh, the facts. Well, the facts are, I sent her an invitation. I called twice. I haven't heard back. You know what? I'll call again. It changed everything. So stick to the facts. And then also to remember that our goal when conflict divides us is to get back to, not back at, and Mm. that our actions would be characterized by what does love require in this setting? No matter what the outcome is, that we will be able to have no regrets in our choices. Because disagreements disagreements are unavoidable. We're not all supposed to agree. We don't have to. It wouldn't be fun if we did. Mm-hmm. But division is a choice. And so mm-hmm. we can do our part of keeping it so that we stick to the facts and that we remember people do what they do for their own reasons. It rarely has anything to do with us. We're all doing our very best to make our way through this life the best that we can. And that that we want to give the same grace to each other that we expect from them. And then also Mm. this one I've learned recently, which is what people do makes perfect sense to them. We all do what makes sense to us. I may not understand why they're doing it. It doesn't make sense to me, but in their world, it makes sense to them. Mm. And I can Mm -hmm. give them the benefit of the doubt in that way. Jolly. Heather, I don't. Did you have a chance to write any of those down? I'm sitting there going, Man, I did, I did. Good. We have a lot of quotes that we're going to be <laughs> quoting for for uh, Peggy Sue on this. What did you What did you have down? Which one stood Ooh. out to you? The goal is to get back to, not back at. Well, I'm I, one of those that you hit me, I'm going to hit back harder, and you know, um, that's not a good tendency. <laughs> <laughs> It's not. It's not one of those that we want to have written on our wall, you know. But hit but me, I do think I'll hit that you this, harder. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I do think that's why that phrase resonated so much. Hmm. Was like, oh yeah, no, it's not. I want it healed. I don't want it just to keep spiraling out of control. Right. Right. And when you're getting back at instead yes. of two, you're just diving into that spiral. Yeah, I have one. It's we don't fight each other in the family. We fight for the family. And it's the same with what I had down, Peggy Sue, that you said disagreeing is inevitable, but divisiveness is a choice. Yeah, disagreements are not you can't avoid those, but division, that Mm. is something we have control over. And also that when we respond to people, we respond in a way that says, what does love require in this setting? And that is definitely going to the Holy Spirit, because it's like, God, look at this situation right now. What? And 
it'll be different at different times. Sometimes the most loving thing we do is give a snarky remark because it was delivered from the Holy Spirit and that's how they're going to receive something. Other times it's being generous when somebody's being unkind. Other times it's like taking that hurt. Yes, you guys, you know, made a decision and you left me out. And guess what? You're adults. You're allowed to live your life. If you want to have an event and not invite your mom, that's okay because you're an adult. You have that right to choose that. That means you're a functioning human being who's out living a productive life. And every so often, you know, and this is, this is common for us moms. Cause I know one mom the other day said to me, they asked me to watch their dog. And I said, sure. And then I find out from the grandkids, they're going on a European tour. They didn't tell me. And I'm like, I know. Right. <laughs> and, and do they have to No, they don't have to, did they probably just miss it? Probably. But it's just us saying it's okay. Amen. It's and, okay. And one of the other thoughts that stuck out is actually our thought consideration for today. Sticking to the facts over emotions can interrupt conflict with our adult children. Mm. Yep. Always the facts. Stick to the facts. We can have that recording come up and say, just the facts, ma'am. Just the facts. <laughs> because when we have that, right, it's we're stepping back emotionally from a situation, you know, when people tell us, Hey, that wasn't personal. I didn't mean that personally. Sometimes we have to truly understand Mm -hmm. they didn't mean it personally. They're Mm -hmm. dealing with life differently than we're dealing with life, especially if it's our adult children. We want our adult children to really live the adult life, to be experiencing life with joy and as families of faith, we would love for all of our children to be following along in the faith that we raised them in. The truth is, the fact is, they make their choices. They're going to make their choices. We've done what we can do with, as what Peggy Sue said, we've done the best that we can with what we had in raising our children. Now, they are adults. We look at them and the phrase that you said, I love it. What does love require in this setting? If Mm -hmm. I will look at that in every moment that I'm engaging with my adult children, I've said this before in earlier episodes, we're told the greatest commandment is love the Lord, your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And the second to love others as you love yourself, we need to remember our children, our family, their others. They're the others. Love them, whatever it requires in that setting. So this has been powerful, powerful, so good. Yes, it has. And if you want to hear more from Peggy Sue, which I'm sure you will after listening to this episode, because it has been so just crammed full of good information for us, you can find books by Peggy Sue Wells, including The Patent, Homeless for the Holidays, and The 10 Best Decisions a Single Mom Can Make at PeggySueWells.com, on SingleMomCircle.com, and at your favorite booksellers. And we have a link to Peggy Sue's No More 5 R's download in our show notes for you today. We do. Go ahead, Peggy Sue. 
The, um, there's an entire chapter just on the five R's in the book, The Ten Best Decisions a Single Mom Can Make. And sometimes I think that might be worth the price of the book. Mm, so good. So good. Peggy Sue, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you for sharing these five R's. Now that we recognize them, our lives are going to be different. And we're going to trust the Holy Spirit to bring those to our remembrance. So very good. Thank you, Peggy Sue, so much for being here. Thank you, Linda and Heather. It was lovely to spend time with you. And listeners, if today's discussion has sparked times that make you remember how these five R's, you've seen them in your own life, or maybe you have questions about how those actually look in life that, that maybe you're not quite clear on something, as always, we invite you to be part of today's conversation by visiting our podcast webpage, stayingrealwithlinda.com, and by joining our Facebook group, Staying Real with Linda Goldfarb. And we always look forward to hearing from you. And we ask that you please subscribe to our podcast, take a moment to review it, rate it, share it with a friend, because these five R's, they're going to change lives. They're going to change relationships. They're going to change families. Let's get everybody hearing about these five R's. Mm, So good. We do. We want you part of the conversation because you matter. We're here Mm -hmm. because you matter. Your life matters. Your relationships matter. Your family matters. God loves you so much. We love you so much. We are so happy that you are here with us. So happy that you're part of our Staying Real family. May Yahweh bless you and keep you in all that you do. Until next time, this is Linda Goldfarb and Heather staying real about faith and family.